What up, what up, what up? Hey, Bay. Hi, <laughs> welcome to the Petty Herbalist Podcast. <laughs> Yo, it's been a minute, but it's been a cute minute. This <laughs> is your girl, Karina. And this is Asia. <laughs> How y'all doing, y'all? can I just say that people love how we sit up here and laugh for like 10 minutes I, know. <laughs> I thought people would be tired of it but people really enjoy it so <clears throat> and it's our natural state of being so I love it mm, yes because the sound that the heart makes is laughter mm. like laughter is the sound that's associated with the heart and it's and it's all love here you know Really? So, get used to it. Yes. <laughs> so, this podcast is going to be a new format that we're trying out. We're going to be interviewing y'all's bougie Auntie Asia. <laughs> she out here really doing her thing. And yeah, I just want to sit and ask her questions so she can tell y'all what's going on, what's really taking place in the Bones, Bugs, and Botany world. Yeah. So I do kind of want to start off um, the way that we usually start off by saying what's in our medicine bag. Yeah. Because we stay in our bag. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll start it off that way, and then we will get into the interview. Beautiful. So Asia, what's in your medicine bag today? <laughs> what's in my medicine bag? Ooh, girl, Hawthorne. Hawthorne mm. stays in my medicine bag, but um, I've been using it. Uh, to cultivate and to increase my my magnetism um, <clears throat> so yeah I've been using Hawthorne strategically uh, as I am moving into the yin like the deep yin of winter um, and so I've been asking her to to have my heart be big and, and open uh, as I as I make this like heavy transition um, mm -hmm. into the deep love that yes oh, I love Hawthorne I just made a Hawthorne tincture or I'm not tincture <laughs> oh I do have Hawthorne tincture on deck but um, I made a Hawthorne infusion because yeah I wanted to feel the love Hawthorne um, infusion is my fave it's just like it just soothes it just makes me feel bright and happy so yeah I'm excited to drink that today <clears throat> um what's in, what's in yeah your medicine bag Karina what's in my medicine bag um Asia Dorsey is in my medicine bag today <laughs> <laughs> um yesterday I took um Justin Robinson's ethnobotany of Thanksgiving course and um learned a lot about the different foods and the history of Thanksgiving and um 
just contemplating like what that day means, um, what it did mean back in the day, what it will mean in the future kind of thing. Um, and um, I just appreciate like the way that they said like, hey, this is the history and, you know, sit and enjoy meals with your friends and family. And then I went back to your post um, that you posted about how y'all don't deserve Thanksgiving because truly um but you were saying like it's important to like have a day to commune with the plants and your friends and family and um I just really needed that because there is a lot of don't celebrate Thanksgiving like it's genocide blah 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 but I'm like yeah but you know it's healing like sitting down with my friends and family like cooking meals that are cooked long low and slow and laughing and having the day off like that's healing to me mm -hmm. so um yeah your post is everything I'm gonna repost it um but uh yeah that single post to sit and be present with the earth and what's going on is just really important for me still Thank you, Asia, for being in my medicine bag today. Oh, <laughs> you know what I said? Y'all don't deserve. That was me using your language. <laughs> I know. I loved it. <laughs> I was like, let me let me be petty. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm like, look, if your activisms disrupt your ability to digest good food, like I'm not mm -hmm. I'm not here. I'm not here for that. And, you know, with the holiday, like, girl, I don't, you know, I don't made all my classics. I made them <laughs> early. <laughs> girl, okay. my cranberries from scratch. It's yes. Um, and I love my family. I love mm. my family. And, and so I understand that folks have real issues with their families of origin. And mm -hmm. I think that the activism, um, kinda is a is a smoke screen for the fact that they don't want to sit down and eat with their family mm -hmm. anyways and so it gives them a good excuse to opt out from healing the issues in their family of origin and mm -hmm. um and i empathize with that um and uh our holidays are based on the earth right right they they, they exist because our ancestors noticed these sacred patterns. And so irrespective of the, the cultural context, like the earth deserves to be thanked for what she gave us and all the work she did during the summer to give us this abundant fall. Like she deserves a thank you. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and, and, and I deserve yeah. a feast. We need feasts. Ooh, girl, all these fat folks out here talk about like skinny turkey and like uh, uh, no. how to like cut the mm -mm. carbs and you're I'm just like I can't stand you. I can't stand it. I it's can't. like no, you have to feast today. Like you gotta yeah. feast. Like this is mm, feasting is as sacred as fasting. Yeah. Ooh, come on. Say that one more time for the folk in the back. I said feasting <laughs> is as sacred as fasting. This yeah. is a sacred feast. You're mm -hmm. supposed to put on weight 
that's exactly what it was designed to do. Like, mm-hmm. take the weight, like, and, and hold it and, and carry it and become it and, and love on it. Like, we deserve this weight, right? Like, yeah. And we were learning on that call that a lot of these foods that we eat for Thanksgiving are like sacred indigenous food. Yes, they are. Like, <laughs> so. Everyone. Why would you prevent yourself from taking in that medicine? Mm. Yeah, it's so interesting because it's like our only holiday that actually centers like indigenous uh, cuisine and turkey is from here. Squash is from here. Cranberries Mm -hmm. are from here, Mm -hmm. right? Like, and so it's like, nah like corn right that cornbread mm-hmm. or the ooh, corn ooh, which I'm making it. y'all oh I'm making ooh. the cornbread this <laughs> yeah I just like I'm not missing this opportunity to honor indigenous food ways like I mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not the one y'all like mm-hmm. I'm really I'm really not here for it like and then everyone's shopping for Christmas like I want to see the protest Christmas <laughs> that's what I'm saying y'all's protests are not as strong for Christmas right so I'm like Mm. y'all come for Thanksgiving which is literally the non-consumerist we're consuming food but it's Mm anti-consumerism right like grocery stores are winning during Thanksgiving but that's like that's all that really wins is that in family but -hmm. Christmas is all about actual consumerism for no good reason yeah and ain't nobody coming for Christmas so I'm just like y'all displaced I can't, yeah. can't digest your food please like can please. we just eat your food in peace um yeah and you know what's crazy to me also is that like people are coming for um Friendsgivings too because I'm like okay what? I get you don't want to be with your family but you're coming for a Friendsgiving like that's the only family some people have like don't come for people like whole shit like damn <laughs> we can't have nothing <laughs> and I'm like and these people are usually if not indigenous themselves um they're connected to like the indigenous activists um and I'm just like you're losing the point though you're losing it you're losing the the sacred medicine here because you're so attached to your beliefs and I try not or I try to learn from situations like this I never want my beliefs to come in the way of love and to come in the way of medicine and connection to others because then what's the point in these beliefs yeah like all of these activists that like are alone right it's like ah, there's a space for your sacred fire and mm-hmm. it's in the hearth while you're cooking your turkey like that's right. period space for your fire <laughs> on this holiday like put it put it in the food you know right. like passionately like make something delicious and have that be your activism like make it from scratch have that be your activism mm-hmm. like buy it from an indigenous person have that be your activism right. don't deny yourself like don't deny yourself the beauty like don't deny yourself the 
Mm. Mm. Ooh, yeah. So <laughs> that was almost fear, but thanks, thanks Bay. <laughs> for uh, meeting me there in that important conversation mm-hmm. so speaking of important conversations let's get into it hey. let's, <laughs> let's get into this interview so asia the queen my wife the person behind bones bugs and botany Asia, explain to the people like what that what bones, bugs, and botany means. Yeah. What who are your influences? What influenced you to be the person you are today? Deep. Um, so thank you, Bay. <laughs> I'm so happy to be interviewed by you because you know me. <laughs> sure and do. Yeah, bones, bugs, and botany. Um, these, this is this is my my healing journey. Like this is this is the route that I um, that I use to uh, to heal myself. Starting off with uh, bones, healing with food. I started off as a foodie. I studied food in university. Uh, literally food studies major (laughs) (laughs) like yeah like food anthropology and so bones uh, links me back to our ancestral food ways Uh, African folks have really strong bones it it just Mm. it's this like alchemical conversation about minerals and density and uh, really being solid and grounded in, in our practice. So bones is the first uh, aspect of my medicine. And I, I rebuild bones, like I make bone broth, like mm-hmm. <laughs> my medicine is mineral dense, right? That, mm-hmm. that matters. Um, bugs comes from fermentation. Uh, I had a fermentation company, our points, fermentation company that I inherited from my love, Melon Doshi. So shout out to shout out. the Black Indian uh, connection um, because he used his, his class privilege to give me uh, the thing that I wanted and the thing that I needed. And so I started this beautiful fermentation company um, after I healed my depression using uh, probiotics mm. uh, and cultivating bugs, microorganisms, like everything mm-hmm. about microbes. Uh, my mentor, Beverly Greer uh, from Green. Shout out, shout out. She named me <laughs> Fermentasia. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's because I was teaching all the Black, everybody, like, let me teach you how to make this sauerkraut, baby. It's so good. Like mm-hmm. the Germans are like, oh, this tastes just like how I was like, that's right. <laughs> like, uh, and so yeah, through that company, uh, I was able to get into the depth of every kind of fermentation, like just building a mastery and an understanding of the microbial community that I used not only in food, but also like in agriculture and in soil building. And it helped me to have uh, like a holistic understanding of like um, that we are not alone in this world. 
Mm -hmm. right? Like we are, we, us, ours, because it's not just us, but the microorganisms that live inside of us that compose this wholeness, right? And so when Mm -hmm. I say that I'm she, they, it's because like, uh, I love the part of me that is female. And also like, I am my ancestors and I am you and I am them, the Mm -hmm. microbes in my body. Uh, and so it just acknowledges that uh, there is no individual. Uh, so that's bugs. And then botany. Um, yeah, my girl, like Sarah Chevelle, uh, Uthemia Cruz Montoya, and Cherie Brown, we had the Ancestral Herbalism Healing Collective, mm-hmm. where like Cherie Brown was like, she dropped out from uh clinical herb school was like fuck y'all like I don't need like this frame like everything we need is right here so she really spearheaded the ancestral herbalism healing collective and it brought together like all the brujas in Denver and we got to learn from teachers in Denver and I I wasn't an herbalist yet right I was like oh these herbs are cute this is cute like uh and then my girl Sarah Chevelle uh introduced me to Susan Weed and she was mm-hmm. like, well, Susan's problematic, but, you know, let me, let me introduce you to her anyways. And so uh, Susan's values were aligned with mine. Uh, my food ways is all about nourishment, Weston A. Price. Uh, I apprenticed with Kay Baxter, who's a Weston A. Price chapter leader in uh, New Zealand. And so like Susan was on this nourishment shit and I was like, yep. <laughs> this is right. Like, this is right. She's a mess. Like, I love this. Um, and yeah, so my other medicine teacher is my dog, Jasper, because I would, I would hear about these herbs, but Jasper who destroyed 22 pairs of shoes of mine, like (laughs) she she said, you gonna walk me twice a day, bitch. Like we ain't, you know, like, uh-uh, you gonna get outside. So Jasper got me outside. And because I'm looking at her and she's on the ground, I'm looking at the plants and they're on the ground. And so my first like Materia Medica or all of the herbs like in my medicine bag literally came from the routes that Jasper and I walked together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all my medicine was bioregional. It was super hyper-local because it literally came from my neighborhood. And it forced me to make friends with my neighbors because I was harvesting the echinacea from their garden that they had, they didn't know, you know, Mm -hmm. they didn't know that that tree was a hawthorn tree. They didn't, but I asked them. And so Jasper got me outside. Susan like gave me confidence. And then I like, I made the medicine and I made my experiments and I, you know, tried it out. Um, And so, yeah, I only believed in herbalism after um working the five points fermentation company and developing um really bad like panic attacks and anxiety from working you know 20 hours <laughs> mm-hmm. literally you remember uh I was there Karina <laughs> literally flew back from the DR and was like literally lived with me to help me uh start the company it was our grown and sexy summer 16 that's right (laughs) yes so Karina like yo but I I wrecked myself from overwork um in in being under-resourced and and 
and my girl, Sarah Chevelle, again, she made uh, a motherwort tincture the correct mm. way, right? She made it the right way because nothing was working. And this damn tincture, it got rid of my panic attacks permanently. I was curled up mm. in the wall. Like the phone would ring and I'd jump up and hit my head on the ceiling. Like, <laughs> but motherwort, like, made it possible. And that's, that was when I was like, wow, herbal medicine is real. Mm. But it takes, it takes process. Like there's a way that you do it to have it work, mm -hmm. to have it not be mind medicine. And so Sarah shared her tincture with me and I had so much shame around getting more, you know, and she mm -hmm. like was like, uh, uh it's abundant. Mm -hmm. But, you know, those, those early days in herbalism, uh, they really, uh, <clears throat> they really taught me about like what it takes to be vulnerable, uh, mm -hmm. the kind of infrastructure we need in our communities in order to have herbal medicine be the first medicine that you reach for, right? Before mm -hmm. escalating to a hospital, the, the way that we need our community or network, herbal medicine is an, is an oral history. Mm -hmm. You cannot learn it from a book, you need to be in a community of practice where people are telling you their medicine stories mm -hmm. um, and sharing with you their medicine. And um, so, yeah, like <clears throat> I've apprenticed with, with beautiful humans, but like I consider our relationship, Karina, to also be an apprenticeship. Um, Aww. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and when I go back to my childhood, like my grandma, Betty Jo, um and healing like my gut realizing that all the foods that my grandma prepared for me um that these were all gut healing foods and that soul food right mm. is actually a gut healing tradition as well and so my newest realization was that like um is that i already like deeply apprenticed with my grandmother <clears throat> and that's what it you know and, and just like I have, so I thought I had to go so far to get the knowledge, right? But it, it, mm -hmm. I just, I just had to like come back to a place where all the things in my childhood that gave me shame um, became, became like this, this place of power. And my girl, Tammy Cho, uh, DJ T. Cho out there. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> shout out like she you know really reminded me of that um that like what it means to to be solid in ourselves and in our culture um she, she becomes more solid in her koreanness like i'm also becoming more solid in my blackness um and it's through returning to family of origin and mm -hmm. it's it's the deepest activisms are the activisms that we have with our own family that's mm -hmm. that's the hardest thing to change like that's mm -hmm. the most ouch right like that's real that's the real so close it's so close <laughs> like those yeah. ooh. so going back to family of origin work like ooh. um mm -hmm. but yeah so those are my teachers I, I think I named a good amount of them uh yeah. but yeah yeah I'm, I'm constantly mm -hmm. being taught 
That's great. And um, speaking of teaching and you mentioned apprenticeships, yeah. you uh, just undertook a, an apprenticeship with Susan Weed. Yeah. Um, I think a little, was it like last month? Yes. And um, yeah, how did that experience or what did that experience teach you and um, what are your major takeaways from that apprenticeship? And I guess you can ex- explain some of your experience also in as well. Yeah. Ooh. Girl. <laughs> as you know, like uh, I left my apprenticeship almost uh, exactly a month ago today. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and I didn't leave it and, and I, I tried to leave it in as good terms as possible, but um, I've just been really processing and really going through it because, uh, you know, I've been sitting with like what it means to to break up with with my herbal mentor. Like, what is it we, mm. you know, refer to Susan as our like white grandma? Uh, mm. And I'm like, mm, that bitch ain't my grandma, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? And and so I've been like utilizing um, all of my tools. Um, <sighs> I've been I've been in my deep practice, right? Uh, so, what mm-hmm. does it look like to to not cancel Susan, right? Mm-hmm. How do how do I go to a place of like uh, acknowledging all of the benefits that I've received from being under her mentorship and her apprenticeship with uh, the harms and toxicities without like throwing her away? Mm-hmm. Um, I've been in processes of you know, recognizing her humanity um, and, and seeing the, the long view, which is the roles that we all take on. But what's real is that I've been really, really deep into understanding like who it is that I am. Like mm-hmm. that experience with her was literally hell. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. hell and it was <laughs> the hell path and what's available and learning through uh, suffering is that you get to see like who you are under duress. So I got to experience like uh, the Asia and, and how I respond to active forms of oppression and violence and abuse, right? Mm. So I got to see like firsthand like, uh, oh, this is, this is what happens. I, uh, as a person who has had a lot of, of childhood trauma, which, you know, you were <laughs> my road dog during some of the, <laughs> <clears throat> the hardest parts. Um, but I have always responded with more power. Uh, and in this context, I responded with less power. Um, but I got to see what my tricks are, right? Like, so I got to mm. see like, ooh, under situations of oppression, like I be playing dumb, like, <laughs> ooh, I like, I turn on the charm, right? In order, like, <laughs> in 
in order mm-hmm. to like get allies like I got to see all of my my shadow actually and and how mm-hmm. I operate when um when things are not safe and secure so that was a beautiful takeaway uh other beautiful takeaways is that mm-hmm. like oh my medicine game is is strong like oh wait like mm-hmm. I'm fucking dope like <laughs> like <laughs> let me like just just the depth and the depth uh that I used to like stop mosquitoes from biting me and just how much knowledge I had of how to adjust the way that I worked with my body based on the external ecology and my internal ecology like my medicine ways are like sophisticated AF um mm-hmm. and like, I really got that, like, oh, like, I thought I needed, like, approval, right? Like, I thought I needed permission, or I thought I needed someone to sign off on my excellence. Uh, But my body is, (laughs) my body is the sign of my excellence. Like, I, I'm the only one who can sign off on me, right? Like the, mm-hmm. the state of my emotional, psychological well-being, my like amazing health, like my vitality, like this is, I, I poured this into me, right? So mm-hmm. thinking I needed approval, like Susan really perfectly demonstrated like um, patriarchy, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just like this fascinating way that like, all the structures were like very patriarchal and what I got from experiencing that was like oh like I was truly raised in the matriarchy mm-hmm. yeah and mm-hmm. you know the matriarchy is like you know Susan was um, all about domination and subordination command and control mm-hmm. right uh, but I was raised at my grandmother's feet. I was, mm-hmm. I, I was embedded with power sharing, right? Not power mm-hmm. over, but power with. And so I got to see that like the being that I am as a byproduct of my family, my grandmother, my community, is that like feminism for me is not theoretical. Mm-hmm. It's my being. Mm-hmm. Right, like I, I, I simply am feminist. I simply am radical. I simply am, and there's no, there's no not, right, not being. Um, and so, like you know, I thought I was gonna learn feminism from soup. <laughs> <laughs> right, like I thought, I just thought right. I had all these gaps, and I didn't. So yeah, that experience, it was tough. But I do want to shout out, like Dr. Kev. Yes. Um, who was just such a spiritual warrior for me and who strategically intervened in like every part of the process. Like the day I left, he called me because he dreamed that like I was crying and mm. um and he just constantly like followed up on his instinct and whenever he called it was like cuz I was at like a low point and mm. like he really like lifted me up you really lifted me up uh, Maria mm-hmm. Tolero really lifted me up um and literally a month later like I can't believe the transformation that has taken place I've really been able to uh integrate 
and like harvest all the lessons, you know, and mm. be stronger and better afterwards. So <laughs> I'm writing Susan a, a thank you letter. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm writing her like a, a thank you because like um, I got big medicine from that apprenticeship and the biggest medicine was that I didn't need the apprenticeship. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Ooh. Girl, that was a lot. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, thank you for sharing that experience. I know that I know y'all don't know, but I know that it's just been going through it. And so it's just also been a blessing that we were able to record so much in North Carolina that we were able to take off this time that Asia really needed to process. So amen. And um that retreat in North Carolina was also to prepare Asia for the book that she's writing. And so Asia, what is the trajectory on your book? Tell us a little bit about this new book that you're writing and about, yeah, what you're doing right now, what you need from us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just whatever you would like to share in regards to the book. Yeah. So, you know, when I started off on the book project, um, so People's Medicine, right? Herbal's Medicine mm -hmm. is People's Medicine mm -hmm. is like my heart and my soul, like practicing herbalism in a way that empowers everyone around me mm -hmm. um, and getting folks to like be their own, you know, their own firsthand healer and how easy and how we deserve, like you mm -hmm. deserve to know that Dandelion can do it better right? Mm -hmm. Like you deserve, like you deserve to know and have relationship with plants. Um, and so like, I wanted in my book to really honor like Susan and the, her lineage, but I've, you know, really decided to write about herbal medicine from my own lineage, centering like healing justice and the people's medicine movement as mm -hmm. an expansion of the work that's been done by Kara Page and the Southern Healing Justice Collective. And so this book um, is not gonna center Susan, uh, but is really going to center like black healing ways um, in a framework that's revolutionary. And uh, I love how, you know, I am really systematizing like healing and creating like a liberatory path and it's something that I hadn't seen in the you know herbalism activism movement right it was mm -hmm. uh it's like yeah like we you know decolonize your medicine and all this stuff mm -hmm. but the way that herbal medicine was being practiced wasn't decolonized mm -hmm. uh, and mm -hmm. so the people's medicine praxis which focuses on deep relationship bioregionalism simplicity like it's actually decolonial. Mm -hmm. um, it's actually the thing that I feel like all of all of us have been waiting for. So, um, so yeah, I um, have now. I know where I am. Now I'm situated. It's like yeah, like this is a healing justice movement, and this mm -hmm. book is a part of of that social movement, and it and it weaves me back into. The lineages of all the folks who are already doing this beautiful work um so yeah what do i need um mm -hmm. well like 
you know, like there, there are still things like I'm going to be complete with my book proposal. Uh, I've, you know, raised patrons who support me on a monthly basis. Uh, the GoFundMe offered a lot of support for me to do deep <clears throat> research with our Bay Justin and the mm. other folks in the food movement that we love. But I'm really uh, taking this book as a strategy for like a social movement. Um, mm. And so I'm thinking about like, I still need to, I'm, I'm completing my book proposal now, yes. uh, but like what, what, what publishers should I send the proposal to? I have two who have already invited me to submit, but like in order to have a people's medicine movement, like where does the book need to be published? I have questions about that. I have, um, I have so much, right? Like I need to record videos. I need like a videographer so that the book can come bundled with um, folks having access to me teaching so that we could have multiple ways of learning, not just book learning, storytelling. Mm -hmm. um, so I need support there. Um, and really like, I, I feel so loved already. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like, <laughs> what else do I need? Like, I just, I need love. Uh, <laughs> I have love. I don't know. I think I have everything that I need. And mm. I think that we all have everything that we need. Um, and so, yeah, moving in this new strategic direction with the book project feels good. Like, and you know, Susan was like, <laughs> yeah, they like, uh, I don't know, just, I really got from that experience that like I need to be grounded in my own tradition and that I already have mm -hmm. a tradition and um, I just want to celebrate. I just want to celebrate it with this book mm -hmm. and I finally know how to do that. And you know, <laughs> the black tradition in this country is a tradition of liberation. So it makes so much sense that my herbal medicine book would be that and social movement and like, you know, my badass technique mm -hmm. period, <laughs> period. <laughs> so yeah that's where the book project is it's you know early phases but I feel like you and I are already you know moving towards like everything that we desire and really getting the medicine out to the people even with this podcast so mm -hmm. I have I have no concerns about it and yeah every month I'm moving towards towards getting it out there so Yay. Well, thank you so much, Bay, for, you know, having this podcast do this interview for you. Um, thank you for being generous with your life, with your work, um, with your love, most importantly. And um, yeah, thank you all so much for vibing with us on this journey with the podcast it's been super fun and I'm glad to hear from y'all whenever y'all reach out um Asia do you have any last words for the peoples <laughs> mm. last words for the people or you know what we call it um bougie auntie word of advice yeah so my bougie auntie word of advice is that We weren't designed to do the work alone. Mm -hmm. um, 
I'm tired of Western psychological concepts that create this idea of the individual, right? When you go and work with a therapy, uh, a therapist, no shade, thank you therapist, but it's this idea that they're working with you as a single person, like a single unit, but all of us are ensconced and intermingled with our families of origin, uh, with our best friends, with our dogs, with our community. And I really understand that the medicine of our indigenous ancestors and the way that our people actually healed was that they healed at the level of community. Um, and in this process of, you know, having this, this experience with my, with my mentor, with my elder, um, and having to really, really come to terms with what with what was so like I wasn't able to do that alone like mm. I, I I was walked off the the edge of the cliff by several people who who brought me back to wholeness I think that this experience could have had me processing for years and I processed for a month with mm. the help of community because I'm not just Asia like Asia is also like somebody else's teacher, Asia is also someone's beloved, Asia is also somebody's niece, uh, I'm also somebody's dog mom, um, mm-hmm. and so understanding that like not only were we not meant to do it alone, but community can accelerate healing trauma mm-hmm. to a degree of like the ampl- like the amplification of healing when we do it at the level of community is just, mm-hmm. you deserve you deserve a whole fucking network to support you when you're down you deserve a net you deserve to be held from falling like you deserve to be caught when you fall off the tightrope like you deserve all of that and I have that and I know that the ancestors are a part of that blessing Um, and I want and I want all of you to have that too so you don't need all these people on social media all you need is like a real best friend um, and that's how you know your life is successful so that's that's my bougie auntie <laughs> word of advice uh is that you just need a few good people okay and mm-hmm. also like we don't have to do this alone anymore and i'm i'm proof of the 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 multiplication like the wow what happens when we do our work as community is i'm here for it so that's my word do you got a word listen that's a word (laughs) I'm like ooh, what is my word um but yeah I think I would um agree with what you're saying um um the biggest things I've ever accomplished in my life has have been accomplished through community um one of those things being petty herbalist <laughs> truly could have never started this without my best friend truly without you but truly though um yeah just remembering that the best things in life happen with your friends um and also you still got to do the work you know by yourself when you're at the house and then you call up the homies 
and you're like, all right, <laughs> how can we do this together? But yeah, there's work on both ends is what I've been learning. Um, so um, yeah, you got to get up, you got to do your routines, you got to do those things to take care of yourself. And then that juice that you've produced in yourself can help nourish someone else. So um, yeah, I would say, yeah, y'all connect to your community and also take good take excellent care of yourself because you deserve so um yeah that's what I got for y'all that's what we got thank you for listening and um we'll catch you next week peace y'all bye